Welcome into DTC. This is LP here with FP, bringing on whatever we want to talk about. FP, I feel like I haven't been on the show in like months. I, I forgot how to even start the show. I didn't know what the name of our show was. I can't believe you guys have been recording without me. How's it been, to, FP? To, to be fair, I did one show uh, with Joe and Steve, and before that, there was a good like five or six shows between a different variation of the three of you guys, because I, I completely checked out. I mean, I, it, I consider it my DTC vacation, um, but I mean, decent shows, a little boredom here and there, nothing, nothing too crazy. How much crazy. politics did you guys talk last show? I, I honestly can't tell you. If Joe and Steve start talking about politics, uh, FP checks right out. He's, well, he's done. I can guarantee you this. There will be zero politics talk <laughs> on this show. I think yeah. we're going to talk Redskins. We're going to talk free agency. We're going to talk uh, scouting combine. We're going to talk... Of course, Kirk Cousins. We're going to talk probably Scott McLuhan, Jay Gruden, um, Doug Williams. There's been there's been a ton of NFL stuff going on in the past month, and we ten, haven't even covered away. any of it because the way that the season unfolded and where we kind of just laid an egg, and then the way that the trade went for Alex Smith and how everyone was pissed off, and then everyone kind of came back around to it. There's been a lot going on, and it's just you know it's just typical DC where we're just we're not excited about it. But LP, I mean FP, last time I, <laughs> last time we talked um, on the show, we talked about the Alex Smith trade, and I think all three of us—it was me, you, and Joe—none um, of us were really too excited about the Alex Smith trade. It's been about a month now, and it's not official yet for another what uh, nine days. But what are your thoughts on the trade now in hindsight? In hindsight, I like it. Um, the biggest reason, which is what we weren't thinking about, was you're not going to have Kirk regardless. So Alex Smith is probably your best bet. And it looks like we locked him up for a decent contract price um, for a long-term deal for a quarterback that's pretty even with Alex Smith. More importantly, the more you see this Kirk Cousins saga continue, you really realize that not that many teams are interested in him and that's kind of indicative of the type of quarterback he is i like kirk slowly and slowly i'm fading away from liking kirk but it was what it was like six years ago peyton manning left the colts came back from neck surgery whatever almost every team was chomping at the bit for him like obviously it's peyton manning but it was a broken peyton manning now you have Kirk Cousins, who I think he's like the first free agent quarterback under 30 with really good numbers to hit free agency. And you only have four teams interested in him. An eighth of the team, uh, an eighth of the league is interested in him. That says something. Well, you also see what Jacksonville Jacksonville was literally last week, one quarterback away from easily winning the Super Bowl. And they said, no thanks, Kirk Cousins. We'll take Blake Bortles at $17 million. We'll build a team around him. We'll uh, bring our running game. We'll bring a good defense. And we'll be at it again. So that was you know, really interesting to see that Jacksonville kind of dropped out. It'll be interesting to see what, what Denver does. But I, I'm really sold on there's two teams left. And it's the Minnesota Vikings and the New York Jets. The Jets are apparently all in. I heard, uh, I read from a report from Chris Cooley that, the Vikings are offering um, 
Kirk, uh, three years, $91 million, all fully guaranteed. So that's really um, $30 million a year, fully guaranteed for three years. I mean, if you kind of think about it, you're only setting your franchise back for three years, but the question really is, at that point is, can you build a roster around a quarterback who's getting paid $30 million when I believe the the cap was set today, and I believe it was set at uh, $177 million or something like that? So Yeah, $177.2, something crazy like that. Who knows what the 200000 is for, but... Probably for the, the kicker or the... <laughs> the, <laughs> the yeah, well, Graham got paid today. Graham so, got paid. But um, yeah, can you build a team around him when you're paying a quarterback... Forty million or thirty million dollars, um, and we've seen teams completely back out of that. Yeah, well, aside like, if I were the Minnesota Vikings, I don't know what the the allure of Kirk Cousins is because I don't know how you can see a, a Case Keenum versus a Kirk Cousins be more in Kirk Cousins' favor if you're the Minnesota Vikings. You know that Case Keenum is going to be cheaper. You know that your defense paved the way. You know that you had a stout running back who got hurt, who if he stayed in, maybe you beat the Eagles, maybe you make it to the game. But it, I don't know. I don't know what Minnesota is honestly thinking, unless it's just a way to, to scare Case Keenum into accepting less money. Into No, I, I think the Case Keenum bolt has sailed for Minnesota. I think all three quarterbacks have sailed for Minnesota. They're clearly, I mean, if they wanted to do something with them, they would have done it from now. I, I think... I Case feel like Keenum's if you're I looking like to make like eighteen if, million a year, I mean, I don't Case, think if you're Case Keenum's agent, you take he'll be like, listen, this is the team you want to stay on. You know the system, you know the coaching, you know everything. You were almost there. Take a little bit less and and sign your fate. Because if he gets that Super Bowl, that's the big difference. I don't. I I think the Case Keenum and the Teddy Bridgewater and. Uh, Sam Bradford's ship has sailed for Minnesota. I, I don't think they're interested. I don't think it'll work out for them. Um, I think they're all in on on the Kirk Cousins thing, and I think they, they say, all right, we'll take three years. We'll take a little bit of a step back at defense. We'll take a little bit of a step back at maybe at some of our other skill positions or maybe the line or something like that. But, but I think they're all out at, at the three quarterbacks that they have, and they're really going all in for Kirk Cousins. Um, we talked with Joe about this on the last podcast, but uh, let me ask you this. Would you be at all surprised if Kirk Cousins goes to a team and just wins eight games? Like, say he goes to the Vikings. Would you be surprised if he doesn't get to, you know, 14-2 and two or, you know, uh, NFC uh, championship game? Uh, he's uh, He's not better than a 500 quarterback unless you have all the pieces – I think if he goes to an Arizona, he can get far. If he goes to Minnesota, he gets far. But if you give him the Cleveland Browns or the New York Jets or even the Denver Broncos, who are on the, the downslope of their defense and and have shady coaching and, and shady O-line, he's not going to be better than 800, period. Yeah, but, but, I mean, we saw with Minnesota last year they had Case Keenum, who's probably a, a 500 quarterback as well. I mean... Actually, he's never even been 500 until this past season. So we saw with Minnesota and their defense and their their offensive uh, threats that they can win with just an, an average or mediocre quarterback. So does Kirk Cousins put them over that hump? I Honestly, I think Case Keenum 
is a little bit better than people give him credit for. Um, I oh, but come on, FP. We were just, you were just all in Kirk Cousins' pants just th- two months ago. Uh, you must be confusing me with yourself. I I told you before the Jam and J- the Jam and Java thing that he was gonna announce his breakup with us, and I'm over him. You were the one that that was still sipping the Kool Aid there, buddy. But no, to answer your question, Kirk Cousins is not better than a 500 quarterback. He's not. He needs all the weapons. The <laughs> if best, Kirk Cousins was a Redskin, you wouldn't be saying that. If Kirk Cousins was a Redskin, he would be on the team for his fourth year, and he would be he would have the system memorized, and we would do better at giving him better wide receivers than the garbage he had last year. Okay, That's okay, a so, different story than a whole new team and a whole new system and and building the rep- look how slow it took him to build a repertoire with with different wide receivers this year. It, it took him a very long time to have any sort of chemistry. That's going to happen again next year. The problem is. Does a team that's spending $30 million a year want to waste one of those years while Kirk Cousins learns the system or learns what he can do? No, it's not worth it. You don't want to waste one of those $30 million years being like, ah, we'll get him next year. That's not what $30 million a year is worth. Yeah, but is any quarterback really worth $30 million a year right now? Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers is about to get paid this this season. Aaron Rodgers is waiting because he is a smart man. And he should wait for Kirk Cousins to get a bunch of BS money and then start flexing on one up it Yeah, start flexing and be like, all right, now pay a real elite quarterback some money. I mean, that's what you have to do. Uh, It's going to be a crazy market. This this uh, free agent um, season. How soon do you expect Kirk Cousins to sign a deal within the first week of free agency within the first couple of days? Within the the first hour. I think he wants his money. I think New York gives him his money. I think within the first hour, he sees that money, and it's done. He knows what every team is going to offer him. This whole don't talk to the player before the trade, that's all garbage. Everyone's talking to everyone. That's how the media knows everything. He knows what the teams are going to offer him. Within the first hour, he will be signed. Well, I I think he was in Arizona when he was with uh, Larry Fitzgerald at the airport or whatever he said he was. So he's definitely making his free agent visits. I think he's going to have something in mind. I think he signs within the first, like, I would say 72 hours of free agency. Um, I, I think he I will breaks say the that. bank. I think it, I honestly, I think it's either, I think it's going to be the Jets, man. I think the Jets are going to offer him the most money. They have, a, a, a like, a ton of cap space. So I think they offer him the most money and he goes there. I mean, I don't, I don't see them being a, a much better team with him. I mean, they're going to be an 800 team with him, but the, the price they're gap, still pretty the far price out. Gap. The price cap that the Jets are going to have over everybody else, like how much more they're willing to give over everybody else, that's going to lure lure him in. Big market and money. That's it. That's what he's going to want. Um, I just see that as a recipe for disaster. For a guy like Kirk Cousins, who has sometimes issues throwing interceptions, that market there will absolutely crush him if he's not an immediate, like, a 10-win team. I will say... Of all the dysfunction that we have witnessed with all of this, I'm shocked and happy that the Redskins ended it when they did and got Alex Smith when they did and just didn't let it drag on further and didn't let it drag. Like, I'm happy today I didn't read articles about, well, if we transition to Kirk, he's going to get whatever the, 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 the confirmed price is or whatever. But I, I'm, I'm happy. Give- it's over. 
You got to give the Redskins brass for at least cutting ties and say, hey, we're moving on. But then not only saying, hey, we're moving on, but hey, we're moving on and we're going to get another quarterback who's uh, maybe a little bit worse than you are, but uh, someone who's who, who's a system quarterback who who we at least can say, get, you know, we, we're at least of the same level of, of uh, degree better or worse than we were last year. So it's not a whole lot different. But then you can also say, you know, now that we saved $13 million in, in year one by signing Alex Smith over Kirk Cousins, we can bring in an Allen Robinson. We can bring in um, a look Paul Richardson. Look Albert at that Wilson. transition. That was that was quite the transition there. I I've like been it. Working, I've been working <laughs> on it. All right. I'm going to give you six, quarter, uh, six receivers that the Redskins are apparently intrigued by in free agency. And you tell me, you me which ones them? you want to be. Yeah, let's rank them. Let's go rank them. Okay, number one, right, we'll go I got Al- Albert Wilson from the Chiefs. Number two, Sammy Watkins from the Rams. Number three, Paul Richardson from the Seahawks. Number four, Allen Robinson. Number five, Taylor Gabriel. Hmm. So that's five. I said six, but uh, okay. I, I, I left Bryce Butler out because uh, who cares about him? And he'd be clearly number six. Um. I will say I'm going to rank Allen Robinson one uh, just because he's, he's what, like 6'3", 200-something. He's, he's the but right He's coming size. off an injury where he didn't play all of last year. And then you also have Josh Doxson on the other side who's injury-prone as well. So you're going to essentially have two injury-prone receivers. That, I mean, that, how has that changed since the last five years of the, of the Redskins? Pierre Garcon was pretty consistent. Sean obviously broke wasn't. his neck. Well, after he left. Okay. Well, also, get 2012. Get back to them, FP. I'm, I'm asking a question. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me, my Alan first Robinson rank. won. You got Sammy Alan Robinson, Robbins, Paul Richardson, Albert Wilson, Taylor Gabriel. I think I would rank him in exactly the order you just read them. I like Sammy Watkins as the deep threat. He's 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 slower than DJX, but I think he's a little more durable than DJX. So I think he that's reminds a, me a, a little bit trait. of Pierre Garçon, though, with his with his physicality. Right, but he can't he's, stay on the field. That's his problem. He's a good mixture. Um, I I like his deep threat though. But the thing is, you have to remember how this plays into Alex Smith playing the ball. Um, Sammy Watkins is a very 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 sharp route runner, uh, and you don't really need that for an Alex Smith type game. He's more of I'm going to call a play for you and you dump it into this giant open pocket in the defense and your receiver will get there and make the catch. If you had a Kirk, Sammy Watkins would be huge because you need sharp route running and precision. Um, Paul Richardson, I I hate the Seahawks too much. He does great with Russell, but he's not flashy. If he, If the price is right, sure, bring him in because if I'm not mistaken, he doesn't get hurt. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would go just the way you said it, and then I would go Gabriel uh, right after that. You don't like Albert Olson. He's got the chemistry with with uh, Alex Smith in Kansas City. Uh, he's 26 years old. He's young. I don't know. I, I like him. I, I haven't seen enough film on him to, to really critique him. He's, I mean, he's kind of a nobody, right? All right. Well, o- outside of the AFC West or whatever he's whatever 
I guess the good thing is um, it doesn't really matter what we think because the Redskins are going to go off and do whatever they think is best for them. Who's the sexiest player? That's who Dan Snyder wants. Alan Robinson. He's the name that generates the most headlines. That's true. Then do you expect you the Redskins to be get. active in free agency? Yes. Absolutely. This year, yes. I, with, I think they with, make a splash. I with think they losing make a big Kirk, splash. Yeah, with losing Kirk and seeing what your defense needed after last year because – you thought your defense was going to go great, and then the injuries woke you up. I think you you address a lot on defense and specifically running back. After that, who would you take in running back? Who's available? Isaiah Crowell. I think he's the biggest name that's available. He doesn't um, get hurt. <laughs> he doesn't get he's hurt. Pound the rock. All right, let me ask you this: um, Would you bring back uh, Swaggy? No. No swaggy? I wouldn't. For no cheap. Swaggy. Nope. FP, you're a big guy. I think I thought you were a big swaggy fan. That was Joe. Joe's the big swaggy fan. Play your, pay your guys. That was all Joe. I'm done. I, I like Phil Taylor still. I want to see if he does better when he's healthy. Um, And I would rather Dude, build. Phil Taylor hasn't played in like six years. Hey, whatever, man. If you're Honestly, the truth is. I'd rather build your big guys up from the draft. A big guy is a big guy is a big guy. You don't need the flash and the dance and all that stuff. You need somebody that's young and big and doesn't get winded. That happens via draft. Don't don't waste money on old. Would you draft that in round one? Because that's a big, that's a big thing if you think about it. Because a, a nose tackle is playing what thirty no, percent of the you snaps. Go, you go round three, round four, round five. But then you're not bringing in an impact player at that point. You don't need an impact player. You need a body that doesn't get hurt and doesn't get winded. He literally is a giant plug. Our problem was all our plugs got hurt, and then we kept putting in smaller and smaller and smaller guys. That's true. <laughs> okay. So no swaggy. No swag. um, don't yeah. give me anybody back to the Redskins. Once you leave us, you're gone. Have we ever brought somebody back besides Joe Gibbs? <laughs> uh, we definitely brought back Ryan Clark. That didn't work out too well. No. Well, I guess it wasn't a horrible. Um, wasn't really horrible. I'll All bring right. back. I'll bring back Reed Dowdy. <laughs> Good old Reed. I, I don't. I don't know if that'll work. No. Is he still in the league? He's not playing anymore. Reed Dowdy, he's, he's got to be at least 55 years old. There's no way he's in the league. Well, then that means he played for us when he was 52. <laughs> All right. Would you bring back uh, Junior Glut? Nope. Done. That guy's delusional. Really? If he thinks that he's going to have a market coming after him and that he's one offseason away from being a lead again and getting 25,000 sacks or whatever he thinks he can do, he's delusional. He There's, something, there's a loose screw in his head. And he thinks he's better than he is, and he wants to get ba- paid better than he is. I'm done. You're out. Garbage. Garbage time. All right. Would you bring back uh, Niles Paul? Niles Paul, yes. Would you bring back D'Angelo Hall? D'Angelo Hall, no. Would you bring back in a in a front office role? Um. Don't care. No. No. That's doo doo time. No. <laughs> Would you bring back uh, Will Compton? Uh, yeah, I also don't like this conversation. I'm getting bored of the questions you're asking me. 
Let's switch would it you, up. Would you bring back Trent Murphy? <laughs> I'd bring back Joe if it ended this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I, who cares? I'm, I'm not the front office. Just bring me W's. That's all I want. Bring me W's and don't make me want to punch the TV. That's all I care about. I don't care about the the, the small one-off free agent acquisitions. I bring me back the guys that I know are playmakers and then get your, your number in order, get your crap straight, and let's go win some games. So what I'm hearing is that you're not really interested in, in speaking NFL and Redskins anymore because it's March 5th and we have three months until anything significant happens with this team. I, I'll I'll speak generics with you. You're giving me you're giving me player names of guys that we don't know what the future's gonna be. And if I got bored of it, our four listeners got bored of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's pivot to uh, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about uh, your floor seats at the the Wizards game versus Golden State? Yeah, I started a three game losing skid. You're welcome, DC. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think about it? You really are the curse. <laughs> Me? I mean, you know, the, the Wizards, uh, I, I think, I didn't watch a minute of the Pacers. One of two or three teams in the NBA who hadn't have a, hadn't, haven't had a three-game losing streak, and you started it? I didn't watch the Pacers game. Did you watch the Pacers game? I did. I didn't watch the Raptors game. Did you watch the Raptors game? I did. Okay. I watched every game, and watch- they haven't had a three-game losing streak until you started going to the games. Okay. All right. It was a good ticket. I'm not going to turn it down. Okay. But my I will say. Was, or my question is, what was the atmosphere like? I, I thought the stadium would be packed with um, Steph Curry jerseys and Kevin Durant jerseys, but I didn't see a whole lot of them. You noticed it walking around, especially in the, the concourse area. There was a lot of Golden State gear around. Um, but, no, it, it was it was pretty 50-50, which kind of sucks for a, a – a California team coming all the way to DC and being represented that well, but you're also 50, talking 50? about you're also talking about a championship team. 50 50? Yeah, 50? That's insane. There's no way it was 50 50. It was There's it no was way close, it was 50 50. It was close to 50 50. That's insane. It did not sound like it like it at all actually. And I it, there wasn't the, a whole lot of yellow. The 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 game the game the game didn't really uh Get get to the point where it warranted noise. Plus, I will say this: there wasn't a lot of yellow, but that's because a lot of Warriors fans rep the blue jersey, so it, they kind of blended in. Okay, fair enough. Well, did what you watch you, the stadium I, series? No, I did not. I read about it, and Mia Khalifa was there. I wish I went, but no, I didn't. I didn't watch it. I thought it was pretty cool. I think uh, the lights went out though, so I kind of screwed things up. And I and I heard that they had to, to switch channels. Um, yeah, I think outdoor was, I, outdoor hockey is one of the the coolest things ever. I don't know why, but it, I think people don't like it. But I think for a casual fan like me, or maybe like you, um, maybe you're more of a hardcore fan than I am. But I'm pretty I'm pretty casual. Um, anytime there's anything different, when there's 82 games, anytime there's anything different, I like it. So I like the stadium series. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I thought you know playing hockey outdoors at night. And you can see shadows and stuff like that. That was that was pretty cool. So, I liked I think, it. I, I think, think the Cavs had a good showing. Yeah, no, they did. Um, the the most important part right now is our California trip. Uh, it's like the gauntlet of death. We have like Anaheim and L.A. and somebody else. And last time we did that, we went like oh three and oh. 
which is probably going to happen again realistically. But hopefully, hopefully we, we do better because we're in a tight race in the, the Metro. Talk to me about uh, – you've, you've been following Combine Guy a lot. What's his name? Uh, now you're putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I completely blanked on his name. What's his name? It is, I tell you here in a second, uh, Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem Griffin. How could I forget that name? Shaquem Griffin. Yeah. Man, that guy's a stud. His his 40 time was amazing. The way that he could catch the ball, his bench press of, you know, he did 20. Uh, 21 bench handed bench presses, right? Well, he had a prosthetic hand. Right, but I mean, essentially. But yeah. Can um, you imagine doing that? That's crazy. Yeah, dude, that that guy is crazy. He he belongs in the NFL, so uh, I root think, for him. Do you think and the, the Browns take him? Because that's what speculation is: is the Browns take him with not the with what pick? I think the one, the one overall. No way! There's no way. I think it's I saw an article. One overall is a quarterback. There's no they, way they have the first. No, not one of them. He's not. He's not projected. He's not. He's projected like a mid round. Maybe. Pick. Maybe I was confusing that, and they wanted to take the uh, the pen running back. I think that's what I saw. Yeah, pen running back one overall. Take a quarterback. Take one Barkley. Yeah, yeah. But why would yeah. you ever take a pen running back? You may as well take the one handed linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> not Is that very nice? <laughs> it's not very nice to pen running backs. I'm not insulting pen running backs. Yeah, of course. Who cares yeah, didn't we have a pen running back one time? Uh, I think we did, and I think he was from uh, Northern Virginia. So, yeah, point proven, he, right there. He worked out pretty well. He had three hundred yard games, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. But, Why don't you hand me his real estate card right now, and we'll we'll talk about it. I'm sure we can get him <laughs> on the show. <laughs> if you can get him on the show, we'll have him. If you're out there listening, we'll have you on the show. Um. So, combine. Uh, pretty cool. The the underwear Olympics. Um. A lot of fast guys. Uh, I feel like I can take on some of them in the, the 40. I know you guys talked about it on the last podcast. But, Did you just say the um, underwear Olympics? Is that is that what it's called? That's what it's called. Is that, all, is that all you notice during the combine is you're just watching them in tights? Yeah, that's exactly right. No. <laughs> no. I've never heard it be called the underwear uh, Olympics. That's weird. It's because you go, you go Steve mode once January hits and NFL season's over and you start watching Netflix. It's true. I've been binging uh, West Wing. Eight seasons, 25 episodes each. That's why I've been out of it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Guess what? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I've Some been watching bl- MLS soccer. I've been watching uh, EPL. I've been watching... You want to talk soccer? No. I need, a, I need to get Joe on the show. We That's to, how bad soccer, soccer is that you just said that statement. <laughs> no. <laughs> if the sh- if, no. I'll delete right. this podcast. Let's go back to DC Sports. Uh, let's wrap up here. Um, let's go. Final thoughts. What are you looking forward to in the next month? Or what should Whoa, our listeners you, you be You said you had for? Zach Brown news. Give me the Zach Brown news. You know I love me some Zach Brown. Zach, the Zach Brown news, apparently he is looking for uh, north of 11.5 per year with $20 million guaranteed. And I think the Redskins were at 10.7 in that range, in the Bobby Wagner contract range. Um, so I think the Redskins are close. The Redskins made an offer to him, and we what we heard from uh, Doug Williams last week was they made an offer, and they're just waiting to hear back from from Zach Brown. I think he's going to test free agency. I think ultimately the Redskins uh, just match whatever he, 
anyone offers him. So I think he will be back. I think the Redskins make some splash moves in free agency. I think, you know, they kind of go go big. So with all the money freed up from Kirk, I, I don't see why not. True. We better keep him. I liked him. He was my London Fletcher replacement. I didn't I didn't miss London anymore. Just Ooh, a solid solid a good, linebacker. That's a good point. Yeah, he made me forget about London. Yep. And much younger. Much, much younger and much faster. London was so slow. <laughs> but, but he he got the job done. All right, FP, let's uh, close out on this. What what should our fans be looking to, forward to in DC Sports over the next week? Um, I would actually go Wizards on this one. Um, there's a little bit of heat building up on Beal's minutes and how he closes out games, even though he's known to be one of the better shooters. I'm sure LP doesn't like the statement that people are starting to question Beal, but I would keep an eye out on that one and uh, hope that the Wizards can get out of their funk. And I apologize to all DC fans for putting them in that funk. <laughs> <laughs> you you put them in the funk. Uh, Look, I'll, me. I'll say this about Bradley Beal and about the Wizards. Anyone who thinks that the Wizards are better without John Wall is just absolutely an idiot. And that includes national commentators who just yell into microphones and scream all day, Stephen A. Um, so <laughs> I think the Wizards are, are truly missing uh, John Wall's leadership and John Wall's on-the-court play. Bradley Beal's minutes are completely racking up. And you can tell uh, since the Bucks game last week, Bradley Beal has been tired. Yep. Like, you look at him, he's tired. I'm like, dude, you need to take a nap. You need a, <laughs> you need a rest. Um, I, I just, I don't see how this is sustainable for him. I think he needs a day off. I think he needs a game off. Otto Porter has kind of picked up some of the slack, but it's still not enough, man. I mean, it's got to be four people picking up, you know, picking up the slack. It's not, it, it it's not just Sadaransky or you know, all, all this talk about him or uh, Tim Frazier. It's got to be, you know, a group effort, a team effort. And right now, with Bradley Beal, you know, hurt or tired or whatever it is, it's just not not working out. So um, they have a little bit of a, a lighter schedule coming up in the next week. So let's hope they get back on track. Um, John Wall is apparently ahead of schedule. So I think he's got three to four weeks left on his original schedule. So if he can come back in three weeks, I think that'll put him in, in good position uh, to make a run before the end of the season. But the East has never been this tight um, in the past, like, three or four years. It's literally, like, three games or four games between the third seed and the tenth seed. So uh, the Wizards can easily slip, and uh, that will not be good. So we need a full and healthy team. Ramon Sessions got another 10-day um, contract. Why do I always think it was Ramon? Ramon? Like Razor yeah. Ramon? Yeah. WWF? ADD just kicked in there. Sorry. Ramon Sessions. <laughs> but on his second 10-day contract, didn't, didn't log a single minute in his first 10-day contract. So must be nice to, to get paid to not do anything. But uh, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, honestly, I'd put him in at the two-guard to, to relieve Beal a little bit more. So that's my Wizards spiel. Uh, MLS is kicking off. I think I'm all, there's a couple of expansion teams and FPs completely zoned out and, yep. and fall on the same uh, Honestly, so. I, I almost we'll save the soccer hung show. Up. For I almost player. hung up. <laughs> you got, are you going to at least watch the World Cup? It's coming up, man. Are you going to at least yeah. watch the World Cup? Guess what? You, guess, guess which team I'm rooting for? USA. No. Do you know that USA is not in the World Cup? Yeah, that's why I said guess which team I'm rooting for. Which team? Egypt. 
Why would you root for them? What else do I have to root for? We'll have to take that offline, FP. Huh? We'll have to take that offline. <laughs> All right. All right. For FP, for LP, this has been DTC, your Wizards, Redskins, Nationals, Capitals, Radio Talk, all things you need to know, DC Sports. It's been fun. We are out.